all ready to start? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Can I Help You? Uh Yeah, I was going to continue with the with the regular. I wasn't the last week when I switched it up, it was too much. (laughs) (laughs) The hesitation and all that. You keep on saying that, and I and I didn't pick up on what changed. Either I wasn't listening, or my brain stopped. But I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, the thing was, is she started it off, and you know how we have our cues, whether we like it or not. Like it's subconscious, and she said like two different words differently, and I was like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> but yes, okay. So, how's everyone doing? all right so i'll start us off i'm doing good right now currently speaking i'm watching a countdown to um (laughs) if you know me you know that i have an obsession and have had an obsession since middle school with rebelde rbd it was a novela and it's a group and they're coming back for their world tour with five of the mem- of the six members. They did a they did like a, a comeback during COVID where it was only like four of the members, and it was a little awkward, but it was like still like living my vida loca. Like I streamed it for twenty five dollars a month because it was all like um, damn girl. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like they didn't do an it's actual okay. concert. Bought, they did I an online a concert too for that much. <laughs> It was $25 to watch. Yes, I will watch. It was great. It was awesome. But now they're doing like it's so secretive. They're either doing a world, they're doing a world tour where they're gonna hit Mexico, the US of A, and that's it, I think. Yeah, I think so. And oh, and uh, South America. Um, and people are speculating that they're gonna do another like um streaming thing, and because the time it shows the times, but it doesn't show the dates. Like the date is the same, but people are like, is it the date is the same for when the tickets drop, or is the date the same? Like they're gonna do the online show, and then the the different times is whatever times they hit on those days. So I don't know. I'm just waiting here for the tickets to drop. See what's going on um and i was telling the girl yeah oh i was just gonna say it sounds like they it's not gonna be a real tour it's just gonna be running out a venue and then winning on the concert with mad cameras exactly but the certain dates like for example they have one in new york and they've put below new york times square and then they have one in miami below miami is ftx arena screen it's the same time but there is no date on it so are they if they're doing a virtual concert again are they renting out these arenas just to show the video like that yes. would be weird that would I be so, so weird I don't know. but you know how many people would go i know there'd be so many people there the the and they're also speculating because one of the members is just announced her pregnancy so i don't assume that they're going to be touring for like eight months while she's pregnant so no Got to protect the baby. <laughs> but in other news, you say you weren't drinking, girl. What's happening? Wait, let her ease on in. <laughs> Shit. We were just talking about it too. So um, I don't know. I just came to the enlightenment that I have to quit one thing or another, either the vaping or the drinking. And y'all know I don't do well with quitting the drinking. The vaping, I'm kind of like like steadily stopping um, by lowering my intake of vaping and then the drinking it's just been like 
with the passing holidays, I just thought I was like, I I'm drinking way too much. Like it's a lot. Like, and I drink hard liquor as is. Um, and so like I kind of was like reflecting on it and I was like, I just don't think I don't wake up with hangovers, so I don't get the whole like the nasty stuff which makes people off put about drinking. So that's a problem, mm-hmm. right? And so <laughs> since I'm waking up like refreshed every other day, I think it like doesn't matter, you know? Um, so it's just like a tolerance rate, to be honest, that where I'm not going to be drinking hard liquor for the next month, um, just to prove it to myself that I can do it. And that I'm not dependent on coming home, taking three shots of whiskey or three shots of vodka and like being good. So that's that's why I'm doing it it's just like a tolerance thing and just to prove myself that I can do it also just to give my liver a fucking break yeah struggling out here struggling dang I never thought I would hear those words come out of your mouth at all girl at all I know and this could all be bullshit we could be back next week I'll have a nice little cup of something (laughs) in my hand you know what I mean I just inhaled five liters yeah (laughs) this whole week right but I think it's a good month to do it because there's nothing really like popping off on a January it's snowing outside um there's no real real big celebrations going on so there's nothing I have to like tiptoe around because that's the worst when you're not drinking and you go to a party or like an event happens and you're known to like drink and someone's like why aren't you drinking are you pregnant are you depressed do you have problems <laughs> like no I just don't want to drink today is that okay like no it's not <laughs> but it's, it'll be interesting we'll see we'll see how it works out and also like I'm not stressed at work because all we're doing is sitting around listening to someone to read a book so it's just a good time to kind of just do it and see what happens yeah that's good well i wish you luck on your journey thanks bye i'm actually joining you as well not with the alcohol (laughs) i i because well i really only drink on the weekends and it's like two two bottles of wine and then i'm like kaput i'm turning into a lightweight a little Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm not smoking any more weed like i stopped in um december like november wow. december and i don't think i will ever smoke again until i'm retired what i don't know i just i came to the conclusion and maybe this is bad <laughs> because it's like do i want this price or this one so i just really like being drunk I love or I like being tipsy I like being buzzed you know not full-on drunk you know Mm -hmm. but I just love that feeling of you know warmth through my body and then I feel like I'm in an altered state and but with weed I still feel like I'm in an altered state but it's not the way I want it to be like I don't want to be lazy I want to get up and dance you know what I mean and I know they have different strains of weed for that but still even those make me sleepy or like loungy and I don't want that I want to turn up when it's turned absolutely it's fun when you're drinking you have something to do but if you're drinking you're just gonna watch a movie and go to sleep that shit gets boring fast oh sometimes 
<laughs> you sometimes I just be here listening to music with a whole bottle, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know. I can be doing nothing, and I'm just like, yes, I'm drinking. <laughs> there is something fun about drinking and watching, like, like a Disney movie. It makes the magic so much brighter. I don't know, but. Yeah, I could never do weed, so don't have that. Pro- At least I don't have that problem. Drugs have never interested me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear y'all. I feel like I wish that my partner wouldn't drink as much. <laughs> I feel like I my biggest worry about people who drink or smoke or any of those types of things is that there's no longer fun when you don't have those things. And that, for me, is always like a little bit of a red flag. If there can be a weekend where you're like not drinking or like not smoking and just like just chilling and enjoying just like the day, that is like that was that's worrisome to me. <laughs> like, what is that? What does that do? What is the necessity for that? Because there are times where I'm like, I you know I ended up I I'm in a relationship with someone who likes to party really hard, um, and I'm in a country that likes to party really hard, and so sometimes I'm just like, oh, what about like chilling? What about like? having a dinner party like what about doing things that seem a little bit more like nonchalant and not necessarily getting drunk like what about like us just like enjoying time and space and like they're like what about a dinner party once a week where there's no alcohol like we don't get beer we don't get wine like we don't get liquor like what about that like can we just like have conversation i also think the problem is for me and this is my selfish thing coming out I don't get as drunk as fast as everybody. It takes me a really long time to get fucking wasted. And I also, sometimes I don't want, like if I chug a whole vodka bottle or Bacardi or something like that, then of course I'll get drunk. But it's not always the most flavorful. <laughs> it's not always the most desirable. And I'm like, oh, but I really want to enjoy my dinner. And if I don't, if I do drink this really quickly, then I know later vomiting is going to happen that night at some point, or I'm just not going to enjoy the things that I'm doing. Or your belly's just going to get too full. Yeah, so I'm just like, I was like, oh, it takes me so long to get drunk. That sometimes I'm like, oh, like, I don't... If it was as fast as everybody else, and I would be like, yeah, let's get drunk every single time. Let's get drunk every night. But I'm also like, but then I'm also... This... <laughs> Are we gonna die? <laughs> my biggest work, my grandmother has Alzheimer's right now, and obviously that has nothing to do with like smoking or drinking or anything like that. But I keep on thinking about lately, like I've been having a lot of dreams about death and like old age. And so I'm just like, what if we get old? Like I have like my partner's brother, like my partner's family, they all smoke, they all smoke cigarettes. And I was just like so y'all are smoking all the time like are you worried about like cancer are you worried about dying like are you worried <laughs> about these things like like in my head I'm like I just I just I work lately I my worry has been this is my check-in lately my worry has been over the roof lately mm-hmm. and mostly just because I keep on having dreams of people dying like I had dreams of my partner dying I keep on having dreams of my dog being kidnapped and killed or something and it keeps and it's like a recurring thing and it's like are you doing something specific before you sleep? I mean, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary, you know, like nothing that's like, I think I just, you know, like we, I think we all go through this like once a year or like there's a time during the years or there's a time during the year where we just become overly emotional. Yeah. This is my moment of like just being, 
hyper emotional. Like every single time I watch a, a series or a movie and someone dies and it's sad, I become a little too invested. <laughs> and so I feel like this month and last month have been really like my overly emotional moment. Like I've just been overly like, again, the fucking pasta Italian movie with Zoe Saldana, the show. <laughs> Literally, sometimes I have flashbacks of him dying and I start to cry. And I just get off my life. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's wrong. Like, and I don't think there's anything wrong. I'm just emotional lately. And so, like, every time I think about it, I start to cry really hard. <laughs> Fair enough. I baby. I baby. Yeah. Well, there's some deeper levels. I, there's just the fear that you have. I mean, yeah, death is always like, death is like. Do you feel I like you're dying? No, but I just, I don't. I think in the state of the world that we're in right now, <laughs> understanding how everything is going, I think part of that is also like attributing to it. Like, like I saw e- even the like the like the inflation of prices. Like there was this one Walmart in New York that was selling eggs for seventeen ninety five, and I was like, eggs. It was two cartons of eggs, so twenty four eggs for seventeen ninety five, and I was like, what are we? It's the apocalypse. Like I was like, yeah. we're gonna die. Like this, something is bad. Like there's just something. I don't know what it is. This could be like my third sense, but it just feels like because we were talking about earlier, like how this year just hasn't started off, or like you oh, know, this with bright year colors. Shit, so far. Absolutely, and it just feels like the world is it, and it's not. It doesn't feel like it's us who's in shit. It feels like the world's in shit, and we're living in here yeah here and participating in it and like when the mm-hmm. economic crisis happened when we were younger we were kids so like we understood that like yes we might not get as much things as we had before but like obviously our parents did what they needed to do to bounce back but now we're adults and so like i'm like okay i can't wait till we come into this podcast and all of us are like oh we have money <laughs> like i can't <laughs> wait for us to, to, to the introduction is like oh I I did this I did that I bought this bat like that I want th- those are the introductions I want because it just it's feeling like poor equals death lately and that's freaking me out a little bit yeah no I get that like uh, it's just scary not having money during this time specifically and like you said you know whenever we had the recession like saying like what the one I remember is 2008. I was in eighth grade, probably ninth grade, just chilling, yeah. living my life. But obviously, my parents were probably going through some shit. But obviously, you know, yeah, I'm going throughout my day because I don't have responsibilities. But now being an adult, having full responsibilities and that fear of, oh, shit, do I want, do I get these extra eggs so then I can worry about that high bill later or should i just pay the light bill it's hard yeah people are saying that people are saying that supposedly it's not inflation because it's supposed to be dying down now and it's more of like vendors are now seeing like the potential that buyers have so they're not lowering their prices they're actually competing against each other and that's what's creating the the inflation that vendors well, are almost, no longer competitive like that. Well, it's almost similar to um, in the beginning of the pandemic. Remember when people were buying 
these rolls of toilet paper outside of Costco's and BJ's and then they were selling those shits. Yep. That's kind of what I feel like is like too. But there's also there's like so when the 2008 recession happened, so there's like this whole like there was this whole documentary that I watched recently and it was all about like how banks are basically what banks did during that time. So three major companies ended up buying out like everything. So the recession was like, they were like, oh, we see, obviously it's not going good for the greater population, but for us, this means that we can like work the system. And so they're stating now that like, or there's like this like weird thing of like Elon Musk and Steve Jobs being like, they're telling people to like not buy things they're like oh don't buy from amazon like don't buy right now and it's like why would you have to buy you said what i said also i think it was elon or jeff bezos was like oh don't buy a car right now i remember hearing that too and so basically what's happening right now is that there are the prediction is that or the assumption i don't know how to fucking word it right now but they were like, oh, the assumption is that they are trying to induce an extreme recession so that the billionaires of the world can buy out certain things that they wanted to buy out. So they obviously know it's affecting the like larger scale of people, but they're trying to like, because apparently like bank, like the three, I forgot what the three biggest banks were, but one of them is Bank of America. Yep. Like, I expect- think Wells Fargo. <laughs> probably it was like it was like three that i'm like oh like i know those like off the i was like i know those those are the ones that are always giving us commercials or they like pushing us to like go to their bank and so i was like these three big banks and they're trying to basically just buy each other out and so people are trying to like buy stocks blah 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 blah. so they're trying to say it's like an enforced recession and i'm like why would you do that to the greater people i'm like Okay, so this works in your benefit, but it also doesn't work in your benefit either because unless we bounce back, like we're not, what are we going to be able to afford? And then also, what is that whole thing with like Bank of America not having money for people and taking people's money? They were like, oh, Bank of America is going bankrupt. And I'm like, that makes no logical fucking sense. How is a bank going bankrupt? Well, they the overcharge for everything. What you mean, bro? I know they—they're having a glitch or something like that. It's not the first I've heard. I called my dad right away. I was like, "Get your savings out of Bank of America." I've hated Bank of America ever since we were in college. They're stupid. Like, it's just ridiculous. But the whole reason why banks go bankrupt, which I feel like we go through this in history and then we forget we went through this in history. The whole—the first time a recession <laughs> happened, it was because banks went broke because they were loaning out money that they didn't have when you put your money in a bank it's just a number the money that you're getting from an atm is everybody else's money but yours Mm -hmm. and so they were loaning out and giving money out that they didn't have and then when people went to get their savings out of their bank accounts because they were freaking out there was no money to give so everybody lost all their savings all their money they didn't have the protections we do now, which is like insurance for the banks and stuff like that. It ain't got no money. <laughs> when they don't got no money, you suffer. We suffer. Period. <laughs> right. The bullshit. Because without our money, then how's the country being run? Mm. The country yeah, runs on money. Reason. It's just well, a number, though. The country doesn't run on money. We're in like America is in like the deepest debt it has ever been in. 
But yeah. also, it's weird because, like, none of, uh, logically, nothing makes sense because it's like, how do we have, what is it, like, $40 billion or like $50 billion for like our army? But then there's like, but then we're in a recession. So it's like, how do you allocate that money? if we don't have that money. I like none of it really makes sense. And you know, El Chapo's behind all the way. <laughs> sort of I swear I was having this conversation with uh, my partner the other day because there was um there's this like one building here in Mexico and I forgot what the name of the drug cart it says cartel. It's a cartel on it. And I was like, is that the cartel building? Because there was a lot of police and there was like people with like really big guns there. And, you know, obviously my dumbass who doesn't know anything. I was like, is that the cartel building? And he was like... Allowed to. Yeah, so he was like, babe, what you mean the cartel building? And I'm like, is that like the drug lord building? Like, are we like near it? Would they advertise it saying that they're the cartel? Because it was a big sign that said cartel. And so he was telling me that there's like three different ways to say cartel if it depending on the accents are on it. And he was like, I think that's a sign making company. And I was like, are you sure? But there are people really big guns there. And he was like, yeah, of course. So, like, actual cartel is not going to fucking advertise that there's a cartel. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've only lived here a year. Maybe it's a reality, you know? Like, <laughs> everybody knew with whatever the Colombian or Venezuelan drug lord, like, they all knew where he lived. And no one, like, you know, it was, like, it was not top secret. Like, he was, like, living his best life. So I was like, maybe they're doing that shit here, too. I don't know. Um, but I'm like, but then I was, then we were having a conversation about it. And I'm like, as much as they want to be like, oh, we're trying to get rid of drugs or like we're trying to da 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 da. It's like we know the way the world works. It's like we know that the government works hand in hand with drug people anyways. It's like they're making literally billions of dollars and you think the government's not going to profit off of that shit too? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. That's the reality of what we live in today. It's like if El Chapo's making, I don't even know where El Chapo's from. What is he? Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico. Where is he from? Whatever know, country Chapo, he's from. Mexican. I don't know. But I'm like, if he makes over $10 billion a year, you think that he's not paying off the American government, I mean, not the Mexican, whatever government that he's from, to, like, let him chill? You know, like, there has to be some sort of exchange of money. And so that's the only logical sense that makes, that's the only thing that logically makes sense to me is that, like, if we're in debt as a country, yet we have so much money to, like, spend it on certain things, like, the, the only thing that comes to my head, like, instantly is that we're getting money from places that we don't, that we can't legally say that we're getting them from. So I'm, like, I'm assuming that there's money coming from drugs, there's money coming from, That's you know, insane. pushing, getting people sick, there's money coming from all of these unethical, the black market, all of these unethical ways that money is being come in. So I'm like, you know, things are confusing. Well, I don't know if anybody out there runs an illegal business. Let's just say that. But I learned that um, you, even if you have an illegal business, you have a right to pay your taxes. Yes, yes. And like, yeah you could still pay taxes on your illegal ass money. You just can't claim like um, write-offs. Like, you know, how like if you're commission-based, you can write off, oh, like my mileage and stuff like that. You, you, can't, yeah. you can't do that if you're running an illegal business. But you could go to the IRS and be like, hey, um, I just made this money. Don't ask where it came from, but I'm here to pay my taxes on it. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. 
and I don't know if it started last year or maybe last year is when I found out about it. Yeah, because I remember there <laughs> being something like, oh, you can claim like money that isn't on a form. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Encourage you. They're like, we don't care where it's coming from. Just pay your taxes and we'll At be good. Point. We'll be good. Well, speaking of um, global things. Um, you know, art is global, right? Uh, There's art everywhere in every country, uh, every city. And we went to an art school, right? Yes. <laughs> and I already showed y'all what the sculpture looks like. But the sculpture that is currently in Boston that represents MLK. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do y'all want to go into it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't have much to say other than I'm just going to repeat what we said in our group chat because I like everyone is upset with it and people think that it looks crazy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so what what I was telling the group chat, I was like, these are my two major points. One, there's no point of putting up another MLK Sylvia, like there is no point of putting up any other pioneer of social justice. There, there is just no point. Like we're gonna, these are things that are in existence for what? America is still shit. Literally, is the top of shit. What every other country is talking about us, like we're fucking stupid because we fucking are. Uh, like literally, America is fucking stupid. Like I, there's so much in my head that I'm like. The country is extremely racist, extremely poor, constantly trying to fuck its people over. So we haven't gotten, we haven't pushed forward. Like, it's just become an ideology to like, oh, to like consistently hide it and hide it and hide it and hide it. It's like one of those like little Russian doll things. It's like you just keep on putting another one over it and then making it bigger and bigger and bigger. So there's no point of like trying to like commemorate or glorify someone who has been doing this work like it just doesn't make any sense to me and just again the way i said it was that putting a band-aid over something like consistently putting a band-aid over it or you know a cheating husband a rich cheating husband constantly buying you jewelry it's like yeah like it's like nice and it's like good to look at and it's like there but the reality is that the that the harm is still going to keep on happening and so like for me it feels irrelevant it feels very like what was the point of it who commissioned it what was the necessity for it mm-hmm. and then the second thing was that if MLK's family loves it then I, if they like it I love it it's like that's all that really matters to me it's that like it feels unfinished to me and it feels again it feels unnecessary um especially because like the imagery of it is supposed to be him giving a hug to his wife but like even he cheated on his wife, so I don't understand why. <laughs> Again, we're trying to commemorate this sort of like moment. Like, what? Like, I don't know. It just felt very. It's like, I don't know. It just feels really odd to me. But if the family loves it, then I'm like, whatever. Fuck it. I don't have nothing to say about it. If they, but I haven't heard any of like on Twitter or on any platform of like his like community being like, yes, this is fierce. We love this. This is exactly what we wanted that's all I have to say okay so I have to say the backstory. so when I was working as a chiropractor's assistant in Boston on Copley Center I get a call and we're like maybe like 40 minutes till close 
And I get a call from this lady. She's like, oh, do you have room for like one more patient? And I'm like, oh, like, have we had this patient before? Of course. But like, no, it's a completely new patient. They're only here for like a very short time. And like, we just want to get them in. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like for a new patient, we allow for like an hour or so. And so it's just not going to be possible for us to like intake someone within the next 40 minutes. And they're like, well, the lady on the other line was like, I understand that. And like, I understand you guys have rules, but when I tell you, you're really, really going to want to see this person, I feel like you're really, really going to want to see this person. I was like, not using the, I know this person card. (laughs) Exactly. So it gave me like assistant vibes, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, you know, like I'll ask, but I'm just like, not sure that we're going to be able to do it. You know, just giving them the hard shit. Cause I'm going to do the bounce. You know what I'm saying? I know if a new patient comes in, I'm going to be here half an hour over time. And the doctor was like, she's like adamant about leaving at this time. So I was like, I'll ask, but like, to be honest with you, I just don't know. We were doing like pretty good that week. So I knew she wasn't going to want to push the limit. So I was like, I'll ask, but I'm like, she's not really like, she's not, might not be convinced. Like we get definitely, we're open tomorrow, this time to this time. And they're like, okay, like, I'm not supposed to tell you who it is and all this stuff, but it's uh, MLK's daughter is in town for like a conference that she like threw out her back and you're the closest thing around. So I was like, all right, I'll go, I'll ask. And in my head, I was like, MLK's daughter is alive and in Boston. So I (laughs) I had to do a quick Google search, right? So I found her she was adamantly doing like a, um, like something at the Kennedy building. And so I pulled the doctor aside. I was like, listen, so there's like this person that wants to come and she's like, we don't take me. But I was like, no, I know this. I know for a fact, but it's like, apparently I'm okay's daughter. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's Martin Luther King's daughter is in town and wants to come in and see you. And the doctor's like, yeah, yeah, let's like, like let's write her in we're not like doing special treatment I'm pretty sure she's gonna be one and done basically right yeah so I tell the lady I'm like yeah I'll have her come in all the stuff she came in with her entourage girl entourage of aunties and Sunday best and I was like oh, <laughs> yeah and so when the MLK statue went up I was like um this is definitely not from because the family seems tired they're tired like they do the work but they don't want like the notoriety. They don't like, I, I just think that the statue itself is like a great concept for somebody that has nothing for somebody that knows nothing about the family, has nothing to do with the family. They just want to keep MLK's like, you know, legacy alive, legacy alive, but they tired about going to these events. You know what I'm saying? So I don't <laughs> think it's his family. I just think it's like, especially Boston, you know, Boston in Massachusetts, fully democratic and all about it. They want well, to take off the statue. Well, you know, on, on, on paper, on paper. Yeah. Um, but not in action. Not in action. And so they did it. And here's what I will say. The statue itself, not my cup of tea. The only thing I like about it is how big it is. Like it's huge. Um, the concept is cute but the execution isn't great but I read this whole article about the artist and the artist being black and it being like one of his like he was very proud of it and all that stuff and I was like go ahead boo to you you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna knock your style um I just hope it doesn't get vandalized um because everybody on the internet is like going off on it like how it's the ugliest thing and blah and I'm thinking wait a minute 
there is so many ugly like statues in Boston. Come on, this is it, it's up there, but it's not like the ugliest thing in Boston. Okay, so I agreed, agreed. So like, let's just put up the Lama K statue. It'll be there as for as long as it needs to be, and then that's yep. it. Like, don't worry about it. All right, and yeah, I feel like I have the same sort of reaction to all of you. So when I first got wind of the statue well actually I saw like the unveiling where they put they took the cloth off on Facebook and I was like okay cute sculpture in my mind I was like this is definitely for one it's you know it's like for MLK's legacy and if folks aren't educated on his legacy it's more of a piece that's kind of um like an homage and like for you to do your own research if you don't know um the backstory so kind of like what you were just saying Demel and also too I think it's you know just looking at the piece it's supposed to be about unity because that's what MLK was. Like you stood for unity and, you know, things of that nature. You know, of course, I know the backstory um, of his life and some other things that I will not go into in this podcast. Um, But yes, he wasn't necessarily the best, but, you know, he was the spokesperson for, you know, the movement at the time. Um. But it was very confusing. <laughs> when I first looked at this statue, I was like, wait, it looks kind of like an infinity symbol. But then I'm like, okay, like the placement of the arms are kind of weird. Or like it's, it, it's not clicking to me. So like if I don't know the famous picture of him and his wife hugging, then I have no recollection of the p- arm placement, hand placement, shoulder placement, you know, all that good stuff. So I was just like, oh, wow. I think a bust or something, something to just solidify it would, for me, for my taste would be like a little bit better because it does look confusing. (laughs) And kind of like Noel was saying, I just think as though it's a a Band-Aid piece. It's like, oh, like, look at us, you know, people of color, uh, black people, black and brown people, you know we're just living in unity amongst white people and like look at we came so far you know we've come far in different ways but there's still the same shit going on and um you can't put up a sculpture when about unity when there's still shit going on in your city that you need to fix boo i'm sorry but the statue and what you're trying to represent as holy whole Boston uh uh-uh. uh don't do it boo and Boston was the city of rebellion the fucking um British throwing the tea in the harbor mm. so don't even get me sorry if you want to go back in history but another thing <laughs> I think that since working with youth or and like being on the internet at the same time it just really feels as though things are a joke and so I feel like in some ways of course like everybody wants like civil liberty and civil justice but with that do people really care 
And a part of me thinks, no, I feel like people really don't care. And what made me (laughs) really know that this statue, MLK, the legacy really doesn't mean shit is when I saw it as a dick (laughs) on someone's body. And I was like, everything is just a joke now. And you know, it is funny. (laughs) (laughs) But everything in society is just a joke. And so I just feel like I really can't take anything seriously or it's something, (laughs) something good or bad. There's always a joke to it. And so I'm like, (laughs) obviously it's a joke because there really is no justice justice or no peace but damn that shit was so funny to me and then someone else made a joke on the late night talk show I think it was Leslie Jones about it looking like a penis if you look at it from a certain angle and I was like yeah this is the legacy of the statue (laughs) oh lord well we'll have to just live with it for a little bit see how it grows yeah complicated thing too is that like like we were we were in Boston and we lived near Roxbury and like Roxbury is like a hella Boston itself is like very white and like the center, but a majority around it is extremely black. So it's like it obviously makes sense that the an MLK statue is there and not just in DC. Like it obviously there is a necessity in that community in particular. Like I, I don't doubt that the people in Roxbury like oh they love it. Um, and I don't doubt that, like, it feels like a big... To people who, like... To people who are not as critical as us, these three bitches who are on this podcast, <laughs> they're living for it. Living for it. Yeah. You know, people who, like, who are just very much, like, are just happy to get the representation. Work. This is serious. And I'm going to respect it throughout whatever... Like, obviously, I have my opinions on it, but I'm going to respect the reality of it, too. Because, like, you're right. Demel, Black artists made it. It's like it's important for us to have a certain type of visibility, even if I, even if the thing that we made wasn't that great. Like, <laughs> like, you no, know, we just still deserve whatever visibility that we're gonna get. And we still deserve to have our work respected in some sort of context. Yeah. But speaking of art, the one that I will not respect. So the Miss Universe competition happened recently, <laughs> and America won, and I was there's i i don't really follow it like i'm not watching it because i a i don't have a television and b i only know from like i watch the snippets on tiktok i watch the snippets on instagram i watch the snippets on twitter and that's basically the whole show anyways but miss fucking america miss usa won and it is always so for me as an american it is always so disappointing to see miss usa win i'm so sorry <laughs> there has never been a moment where i have been excited for that woman to win and the thing that made me so upset is that right next to her was the pristine the illustrious the most what like I think I think a majority of women are beautiful. There are a lot of beautiful women out there, but Miss Dominican Republic was exceptionally beautiful in the top three. And it was such a like it hurt. Like I I felt hurt. Like I physically felt hurt because I thought her costumes were great. Her uh her answers were amazing. Like every single part of like what she was doing and what she said really felt like for me and my spirit even though i'm obviously biased because i'm dominican but there's part of me that was like oh no she's gonna win like this beautiful 
Afro-Latina is out there and she is fucking sickening. And you know she at least spent 20 to 80 hours in the salon that day, just that day alone. Like, <laughs> I just, it just, it was so... And I'm over Miss Venezuela winning. Miss Venezuela wins way too often, which I feel like is rigged in some sort of way. Because I just, it logically doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Miss Dominican Republic and Miss Venezuela have been up there several times, and Venezuela has won several times. And it doesn't <laughs> make a lot of sense because the bitch isn't really that interesting, even though obviously it's a new person every single time. But it has not. There was like I remember like one year paying it like fully paying attention to it when I was in college. And she won back to back. Miss Venezuela, Miss Venezuela, and Miss Venezuela won like three times. And I was like, Venezuela, like, no, this is they're paying. Sense. They're paying. They obviously they're paying. There's something, there's like it just lot it just logically did not make sense. I'm like, out of all of these beautiful women, all there was a series of them that gave you costumes, that gave you looks, that gave you interesting answers to your fucking questions. And Miss Venezuela is the one that won back to back. That don't make no sense. Uh, they're not producing fucking Miss Universes and Miss Venezuela's like that. It's not a reality. We need to even the even the playing field out. But also because Miss Dominican Republic was snubbed several times. And he's not <laughs> it's like, how does the country keep on getting up there all the way to top three and still not getting number one? But this part, I, I just, I'm telling you, everybody, go look up Miss Dominican Republic of this year. This woman was fucking stunning. Did yes. I understand? Her cultural costume absolutely fucking not but who cares she looked great in it <laughs> like a fucking bird and then miss america like brought miss usa brought you like a tin foil but I, I don't i don't even know what the fuck it was but it was horrid it was horrid i, I just oh my god i it, again miss dominican republic was snubbed she is stunning please re, just redo it just redo it redo it show it I, so for those of you who don't know the placement, um, Miss Universe won. Second runner-up, <laughs> Miss Venezuela. <laughs> well, the first runner-up, Miss Venezuela. Second runner-up, uh, Miss Dominican Republic uh, for the top three. So yes, that was the placement. I didn't, honestly, I didn't even watch it. I think what made me pay attention to it just a little bit but not enough to see um the tops or the um the showing was when everyone was saying where they're from and then france (laughs) 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 but also it wasn't even just france it was also like laos or i can't remember who it was but it was one of the southeast asian countries and the girl also screamed for too long. Like she was like, "La!" And I was like, "Interesting, interesting, interesting dynamics of this of this year. Interesting." Age that pride. You know, oh, you know how I feel. You know how I feel r- wicked bad about. <laughs> and like, obviously, like the beauty was there, and like I didn't watch it, but they never stood a chance. Uh, Miss Russia. Never stood a fucking chance. <laughs> Just oh, the politics themselves. Oh, absolutely. All all the outfits were on point, but she never stood a fucking chance. <laughs> they snubbed her so bad. She probably didn't even want to go because she's like, all right, oh, I know yeah. I'm gonna lose. Yeah. She's like, I don't know why y'all putting me up to this. Y'all know it's not gonna work out for us, right? Yeah. And the woman who owned and the th- the interesting thing too is like 
the woman who owns it is this like trans Thai billionaire or millionaire. And I'm just like, wait, owns what? Owns Miss Universe now because Trump no longer owns it. So she owns it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm also just wondering like how the politics of that works out because obviously we know what was happening behind the doors with like Trump and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm also wondering like what like what are the politics of what's happening in Southeast Asia? Like are like who is gonna win based off of those things too? But also one of the questions was like even one of the questions was like, oh, something is something, trans women, something, something, something. And I think it was Miss Dominican Republic or another country who gave like a really good response to that answer. What was it? The answer was like, oh. Was it like, oh, should trans women also be included in Miss Universe or in that realm? Something, something of that realm of like, oh, like, oh, would well, how would you feel if a trans woman won blah, blah, blah? Like, how would, I think it was more along that line of like, how would you feel if a trans woman either won or something about the bathroom as usual. And so, <laughs> it's and always so, the bathroom. It's always the bathroom. It's like, yeah, bitch, people pee and poop in there. Who gives a fuck? Um, and so she was like, she was like, they're women. So it doesn't matter to me. Like, I would be as as happy if a cis woman won if a trans woman won because we're all women. Like, because li- you literally, like, even to be in the Miss Universe contest, like, this would have to be a super passing woman, someone who has had you know, sexual reassignment surgery, has had several thousands of surgeries to make them look as possible as possible. So it would have to be something that, like, because because that's what the contest is. The contest is literally beauty. who is the most beautiful person in this space. You know, like, so the, if if any girl is going to be in it, they have to go through a, a like, because you don't even see women who are, like, curvaceous per se. Like, they're all of these women have like curves and they're beautiful in their own right, but they're very slender women. Yeah. And so like, you know, like if a trans girl is going into it, like that means she passed all of the same qualifying things that like any of those other girls who also participated in it too, the equally, someone who is equally as beautiful representing the country, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, yeah, girl, work. Like you went through the, all the pain, sweat and tears that we went through what does it matter? What does it what does it matter? Who cares? Like you're a woman the same way that we are women now. Mm-hmm. And I lived it. And I lived for it. Which I would be down for too. Like I would like to see some some more trans women within these spaces too. But you know, it depends on the country too, because you know how they get. I mean, of course, most of these countries again, like <laughs> There's so many thoughts, so many things I cannot say. But the countries that are like hyper, hyper religious and like they're not, they don't have church and state separated. Like the state is church. Um, those are the ones that are always really concerning because it's like, you know, because it's like, I don't, because I don't even think they participate because I don't think that there is a. You can't. You can't because I forgot what. I want to say it was Afghanistan or Iran. I can't remember which one it is. When I find it, I'll like, I'll, you know, correct myself. But I know one of them right now is having a laws of like even mannequins, like they can't, the, like the women mannequins, you have to like either take their heads off or you can't show their faces at all. Um, so the laws are becoming even stricter and stricter. So I highly doubt that anyone 
from that area would go into like a pageant like Miss Universe, you know? Yeah. They wouldn't they wouldn't be able to go back home. Yeah, like they wouldn't be able to even participate. Like yeah. that wouldn't even be a thing because it's like because it's like part there was even like the laws were like also they can't participate in having a job. So the Miss Universe is kind of a job. So you couldn't do that. And you can't participate in like the laws are just really strict. And I think it has to do a lot with like again uh, something with religion or whoever is running whatever space. Mm-hmm. Um and also too is the politics of their country too and so it's like yeah like they would need to follow through even if they're outside of the country going into the miss universe space and then god forbid you slip up <laughs> then it's yes. because you're representing a whole country it's like even though yes it is a beauty contest like you have to be beauty and you have to be somewhat humanitarian because it's like you're representing a whole space and that is the reality of that of what it means to be someone like Miss Universe. And then continuing on the art, the track of art. So I have started following auction in houses. Who? Auction houses. Okay, yes. Mostly, mostly to mostly to pay attention to what's happening within jewelry. Cause lately I've just been loved, I've just been loving seeing what's happening with like rubies and diamonds and sapphires and just looking at my future you know like just looking at (laughs) where i expect myself to be in some so many years family alien period um (laughs) and so but then obviously like other things sneak into it and so one of them was like a birkin and then one of them was a claude renee painting so the birkin sold for like 20 mil which again i understand the context of luxury for sure and i understand the like the the fantasy around it and the exclusivity around it but it felt almost ridiculous to me because i'm like if it is not an exotic leather birkin there's no it just doesn't make any sense because it's like or if it doesn't have diamonds on it, it doesn't make any sense for me to buy something for $20 million. It's like, I would have to have an, like, an absorbent amount of money just to randomly spend. And I would have to want it so deeply and so desperately. Because it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel, it doesn't feel realistic to me to spend $20 million on a Birkin. But then the next piece up was a Claude Monet painting. And it wasn't even like one of the good ones. It wasn't the lily pads. It wasn't the bridge. It wasn't another like, the ones that we're all kind of like gawking over whenever we first hear about Monet. Yeah. It was literally like, it was literally like a sunset <laughs> or like, like a very generic bird, like, like probably one of his <laughs> earlier pieces. It looked like there was like a lump of a hill or something like that. And mm. girl, it sold for $98 million. Cause it's called Monet. It could be it, a sketch with his, with Dookie on it. It's still going to sell for so much. Yeah. But it was like it, for like it was just mind like oh it was just mind boggling to me because obviously like I know what Christie's does I know what these auction houses do they obviously like sell it to the most you know to the highest bidder and then the way that these rich people like get away with like keeping most of their money and having some like tax loophole 
is that they like give it to like museums and other spaces to like rent it out for them or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's their shit, it's their property, but they get to like give it out here and there. They get like a tax break or something. But it was just, I think I was still kind of blown away that like, it's, it, I think for me, it's a little bit mind boggling because obviously you're buying a part of history, but it just felt like $98 million just feels like a lot of money to me. <laughs> it just felt like a lot of fucking money. And I'm like, and I love watching the auction houses just to see how ridiculously high the prices go to and like who's bidding on what. But I'm like, it just, I don't know. There was something that was like, I just, I just don't know if I could just, again, I don't know if I could justify buying a piece that wasn't, uh, like, wasn't one of the ones, you know, like, one of the ones that we all talk about, or one of the ones that, like, historians in our history are like, yes, this is a bad bitch moment, you know, like, this right. is, like, a critical aspect of it, like, just buying a random one just because of the name that's attached to it, like, that felt a little bit absurd to me, I'm like, this isn't even, like, a quality one like even if that was the only money that was up for auction I don't think I would buy it either way like it just felt like a waste of money like for like 98 million dollars like for what girl where are you gonna hang it in the bathroom well I always said that I wanted to like the house that I get I want to create a museum so it's gonna I don't think I'll ever have like what you would see in the Louvre, but it would have our artwork in it. I mean, period. But, but I think that, again, it really is about the name. Like, why do people, okay, so if you want to tie it back to, like, even fashion, why do people wear the certain things that they do? You know, it's because of the name. It doesn't necessarily look good on them, but it's just to glow around. I have a Louis, I have a Gucci, I have a blah. And it can be something as simple as a belt. Same sort of concept. It's a belt, right? But just because it has Gucci on it, then you feel as though it has high value. But I do think that it's about name. Would I pay that much if I had a lot of money? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I think what seems uh-uh. more reasonable, if <laughs> uh, uh, if it's uh-uh. honestly, if it's not a part of a collection and it's just like one of his throwaway pieces, I feel like at most I'll spend like five hundred k. Yeah, like I just was like, this price felt really high. If I can find, if I find the piece, I'm gonna sell it to y'all. But I was like, this but, is this is a lot. This is a lot. But if someone felt that you were so highly worthy of that much you a bad bitch like that's not even my best work and I'm getting that much obviously I'm dead but still my spirit is gleaming I mean being worth that much is like is is obviously like a really great thing it's kind of sad that he doesn't make any of that money or even his estate probably doesn't make any of that money either no but work well, I mean, if you do take it from them or if they give it to you with no strings attached and then you go and sell it, hey, you're just making your money back. I mean, yeah. Or if they stole it. <laughs> it is a Monet, though. I yeah. mean, it is that's, a Monet. That's, that's kind of the crazy thing about it is that, like, it is. 
like I love me a good Monet. Like I love like I love Monet pieces. I think that they're fantastic. Right? And if I could get my hands one day on a lily pad piece, girl, a bridge mm-hmm. piece, girl, um, girl. Was the piece? I don't know if you know this, but was the piece before <laughs> he started losing his eyesight? I'm gonna. I I probably saved. I probably either followed them. Or I got it. It's on TikTok somewhere. But we're coming to a close, y'all. So, um, would anyone like to go first with their final thoughts of the week? <laughs> um, Wait, Demel, can you repeat yours from two weeks ago? Oh, I'm so lucky. Everything goes my way. Yes! <laughs> That's I'm so the- lucky. Everything goes my I way. I need to make sure I have that written down. I'm going to put that as my alarm every day. I have a spell for y'all for my final thoughts. Somebody else go while I go find my spell. Okay. Um, my final thoughts are <sighs> Solo Ave. You keep on coming out with um, Studio Ghibli collections. We saw the Spirited Away one. The most recent one is Howl's Moving Castle. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Y'all need to make, even if it's just a basic-ass t-shirt, for $200. Y'all need to do it. Y'all need to do it. Y'all need to make some part of the collection affordable. Because I can afford it. I cannot afford it. But I want it. Like, I want it really bad. Like, I'm like, I saw this, like, like the bags have Calcifer on it, have Yubaba on it. One of them has... um. What's his name? One of them has howl and it has like his little earring dangling from it. And I'm just like, I love, I love Studio Ghibli. I love Studio Ghibli. And I like Ghibli. Ghibli, Ghibli whatever. Um, whatever. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I'm and I just, I, I want, I want a piece. And I know that it's, it's all temporary. He's only making a certain amount. If they ever go up for sale after, they're collector's items, so they're never going to be cheap after, like, you either have to buy it during the drop or, you know, someone has to give it to you. And I'm just like, I just, I don't have two to $3,000 to spend right now. I just, I don't. I just, I don't pay rent. <laughs> but I want to, can you give me more time in advance? Like, can you give me at least, like, a year or two in advance? When you yeah, want can, can y'all do the affirm or a week? I could pay a little monthly for, like, 12 months. Yes. No interest. <laughs> What is yeah, it? What's the yeah. website again, Noel? It's Loewe. So it's L O E W E. Yeah, but you you had to spell that. Low, lows. And I'm just like y'all fucking y'all playing in my face. Y'all playing in my face. You know I can't afford shit, and you know I want it. You know I want it. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, fucking- they're trying to put you to the test. Yep. Yeah, do you actually want it, or do you just like? It's like, are you poor? Are you poor? I'm poor. <laughs> you have an email or something? Because like, we're about to sell this. If you don't got no email, oh, don't put no hotmail bullshit because we won't send it to you. <laughs> if it ain't Gmail, we don't want it. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, at my previous job, uh, I would have to send out emails to employees through their personal e- well, to their personal email. Oh my gosh. Some people are still using Yahoo. <laughs> no. Work. Yes. But hey, I still have my AOL accounts. 
Of course you do. Of I course. Mean, does it work? Yes. That's where all my junk mail goes. Mm, good. <laughs> Sorry, AOL. <laughs> Gotta keep up with the times, boom. <laughs> all right. My final thought of the week is that sounds stressful you good girl yeah you know I think okay my final my final thoughts I don't know how it's been for y'all but definitely down here the winter the fall winter I, I wouldn't even say some of the summer too it's been very gray very gray very rainy I haven't been receiving a lot of sun and so if you are currently in that situation where you feel drained, where you feel like you want to stay inside, you haven't seen a lot of sun, so you don't go outside, it's still okay to get some fresh air. I had to tell myself that today because um, I've been staying inside a lot, but you know, I think it's also important to go outside regardless. And it could be just you walking to the mailbox. It could be you just walking down the steps, looking up and going right back inside. Just as long as you make it outside somehow. I think it'll, it'll help with your mental state. Y'all ready for my cure? My, I was going to say my curse. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Spit. You got to spit. Take it back. Sapple. Um... um so the 27th is the first full moon of this year, of 2023. So yeah. you have to put all your good intentions this um, the 27th. The first thing you want to do is make some moon water for the year. You don't know what moon water is. It's basically water. You put it in a little vase and you sit it out in an open space where it can like, uh, I guess the moon rays can hit it. Mm-hmm. Leave it out all night, and that's your moon water for the for the rest of the year. You can carry it around. You can bottle up in different little bottles. Take it with you, whatever. But on this night specifically, you want to put your moon water in a little vase, put it on the windowsill, and then you're going to put a little piece of paper underneath the little vase that you have your moon water in with intentions, because it's the moon of taking things away. It's the moon of new beginnings. So if you want something, you have to figure out what it is in your life that is preventing you from getting it. Mm-hmm. and you're going to write that thing down please remove or like whatever you want to say it's like please take it away or something like that right so if you for example you want money is to say please take away debt please take away financial stress things like that right mm-hmm. um so i was having a really bad time a couple weeks ago and i was researching and looking and i found this little curse that i repeat to myself i'm having a really bad day and it's not that i'm so lucky I, everything goes my way i say that out loud so that it manifests but this one is earth fire water air be the answer to my prayer banish the curse and leave me pure tonight i claim a blessed cure <laughs> Yeah, all day or as much as you need to repeat it and i swear it works i swear yes say one more time for the people in the back earth fire water air be the answer to my prayer banish the curse and leave me pure tonight i claim a blessed cure it's like a little prayer it'll help me make you feel better 
Damn, we're all, we are all trying to survive next year. Yo, <laughs> girl, because 2023 ain't shit so far. Don't say that she hasn't been cleaned just because it's January 1st. Don't mean it's the new year. I, you have to get yeah. your moon cycles. True, true, true. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Like, I've, uh, yeah, yep, yep. Oof. It's just ah. January. You know, that January lasts for forever because the world is just trying to like be like, Adjust. who am I? <laughs> who am I? You know what I'm saying? Like, who am I gonna be? So, yeah, so far it's been good. It could be, I would like it to be better for me. Hopefully. We're all going to claim good vibes this year. Even if you don't have a good time, you have to have some good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. And with that being said, thank you all for listening to another episode of Can I Help You? Uh. Bye. Peace in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Peace, a priest of the world. <laughs> <laughs>